USAA is proudly celebrating 100 years of serving the military community. It was a group of soldiers who launched USAA in 1922 by joining together to insure each other's vehicles when no one else would. Since then, USAA has grown to more than 13 million members strong. And through it all, one thing has remained. USAA is still serving the military community and their families. Find out more at USAA.com 100. It's November, which marks National Veterans and Military Families Month. We want to take a moment to thank our military and veteran community for your service and sacrifice for the mission you signed up for. This episode features a Vietnam-era veteran story, and we want to offer a special moment of recognition to our Vietnam-era veterans. Plus, Chelsea Wallace and John Swales speak about veteran-friendly opportunities for life after the military. Welcome to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, originating from the Optum Podcast Studio, in partnership with podcast channel sponsor, Medicare Mentors, technology partner, Colorado Computer Support, and supporting partner, the WireNut Home Services. Hi, welcome back, listeners. Today on the show, we have Phil Chapman. Uh, former Navy data analyst uh, and served from 65 to 69. I got you on the show today to talk about your time in service and the difference of now and then, especially talking about transition. And uh, Phil, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your career in, in, your, uh, in the Navy. Well, it's been 50 years ago, so it's <laughs> a little vague in parts. But, you know, I joined the service in 1965. The draft was actually going on in 65. Vietnamese War started heating up. The draft was initiated. And I actually did get a draft notice from the Army. And we had 30 days that you could transition to one of the other armed forces. But you had that four-year commitment versus a two-year draft commitment. And I was very interested in systems and data processing and things like that. The Army didn't provide any school at that time. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, I'll just get an education while I'm in there, and I'll spend four years in the Navy. And I liked to do that. Went in as a seaman recruit, which is as low as you can be on the food chain, and went to boot camp in San Diego for 15 weeks. I think it's a lot shorter than that now, but back yeah. then it was it was long. I think the boot camp for Navy now is five. Five or six weeks, something like that. Yeah, and it's all in Great Lakes, too, mm -hmm. in Chicago. Yep. But after spending uh, my time in boot camp, which was interesting, to say the least, you know, I, w I was given orders, and I was assigned to a ship. I'll never forget when the recruiter got me to join the Navy. He said, you'll spend two years at sea, and you'll spend two years shore duty. Well, I spent four years at sea. Oh, wow. So. <laughs> um, tight quarters? It was a little tight. So where, where all did you uh, sail to then? I, I had uh, four deployments mm -hmm. over four years, and I was assigned to a group called Westpac, which was a Western Pacific fleet, and we were stationed in Long Beach, California. That was our home port. Okay. So we would leave for nine months and come back for three. Wow. So, so I did that four times over four years. How, how often were you uh, let off the ship in those nine months? Uh, we got... When we got into a port, we went to Asia. That, that yeah. was our area, Japan, mm -hmm. Taiwan, Philippines, 
got to Australia. That was more of an R&R type stop. Hong Kong, Vietnam, and some smaller islands that I don't even remember the name of. Yeah. But we got off the ship. Uh, you know, we had a work schedule. My schedule was at night because that's when we ran the computers to process all of the day's activity on the ship. What did, uh, what did those computers look like back then? <laughs> uh, about the size of this office. <laughs> you know, they consisted of a processor and six tape drives, a printer, and what was called a calculator at the time. Wow. And that was it. It was really more of a data collection. Uh-huh. You know, that was a transition between punch card era and actual computers. And computer was a univac, which the Navy entered into a big contract to convert to computers on their ships. You said you mentioned something earlier about cutting a, sh- cutting a hole out of the, the, sh- the boat to get it in there. <laughs> well, it actually happened. Well, <laughs> I mean, and, and we had cranes on our ship. Mm-hmm. And they actually lifted it off the dock and set it down into the our area where we worked. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. So uh, you mentioned earlier we had a little conversation beforehand, but your job was to collect all the data from every, all the all the everybody doing the work and like making sure everyone's doing the right stuff um, and pushing that information off to the commanders. Correct. Right. So, we were destroyer tender. Okay. Which was the number on our ship was AD, mm-hmm. which is auxiliary destroyer. And our job was to maintain destroyers that were deployed. At sea. At sea. Well, we didn't service them at sea. Okay. But when we'd pull into a port like in Subic Bay, Philippines, and we might sit there for 30 days. And during our time at dock, we would have up to six destroyers pull in and tie up beside us all in a line. And our job was to fix any problems that destroyers had while they were deployed out at sea. Our crew consisted of technicians, plumbers, pipe fitters, um, engineers, carpenters, you name it. We had the expertise on our, our ship to fix whatever the destroyer's problem was. So the destroyer would tie up to us and they would bring us a list of work orders and we would fill all those work orders. And the computer came in to track uh, the jobs and the man hours, how many people it was taking. It was just a complete, it was like a contractor working on a house. We were the contractor. Okay. And then all these uh, work orders would be supplemented over the course of the repair with a progress report at the end of every day. And all those would come to the computer area and we would process all those progress reports, generate a actual paper report to go back to the department heads of the destroyers and our CEO as well. Well, so thinking about doing that now and then the technology that we have today, do you think it, your job would be a little bit quicker or would your job exist today or would it just be computers? Would it, you know? No. Well, the job would probably still exist, but it would look more like an office like this mm-hmm. with some PCs, and controllers. Yeah. And you wouldn't have a Volkswagen sitting around <laughs> slow. I mean, that computer was really slow. It was oh, fast sure. at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> state-of-the-art technology. Now, I'm, I'm sure they've totally automated. I was an NBC guy for an Apache battalion. Um and I got so bored, I just went over there and started turning wrenches on on helicopters. I just OJT. Um, but just seeing those systems and and how the all the processes work of like you said, recording those those I guess man hours for lack of a better term. And, and um, it it's 
it was a tedious process then with with all the technology we had so i can't even imagine how hard it would be to track all that stuff and make sure all the reports were, were squared away back yeah, then. you know they were the destroyers wanted to get back out to sea because they were like if we we were close enough to vietnam where they could get to where we were um docked and then get back as soon as we got them fixed they would be back probably take them a day cruise time oh, well. to get back what would be the closest that your ship got to the actual like the battle like the, we we actually were in Hong Kong on R and R one time, and we got uh, orders that everybody had to be back to the ship in 24 hours. Everybody was in Hong Kong doing what sailors do, which is not good. <laughs> <laughs> we got back, and we were throwing the lines off within two hours of that be back time, and we didn't know where we were going or what our orders were, or anything. And the captain of the ship came on and said, "We've been given orders to." sailed to Chulai, Vietnam. Wow. But our mission, we had a communication ship that was cruising the Vietnam coast, picking up data and information mm-hmm. on the enemy, and it had all kinds of highly confidential equipment on it. And it had broke its chain one night during a mini-typhoon-type weather. Chain as in, like, the anchor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It broke the anchor chain. Mm-hmm. And it went on the rocks. Oh, no. And okay. so it was trapped with all that top secret gear on it. And our job was to tie up as close as we could and then take small boats from our ship to that communication ship and strip it. What was your What was your experience of getting out of the Navy? Was it just like, see you later? No, it wasn't. It took me, I would say, a good 12 months to really not think about the military every day and mm-hmm. my four-year life as a sailor. Vietnam was a terrible situation. It's one, i be honest with you, I don't think we should have ever been involved in in the first place. No. But, and uh, it took me a year, and I was heckled wow. going out or something. They find out she just got out of the military, and it was, what was it like killing all those civilians over there? And Because I didn't kill any, but, yeah. I mean, if you're in the military, you were labeled. Yeah. 100%. So the transition was hard. I thought a couple of times about going back in, to be honest with you. Did you? Yeah. What stopped you? I had a family then. Yeah. It was You've been listening to The Veteran's Voice, and you can hear the entire interview with Phil Chapman, Vietnam-era Navy data analyst on The Veteran's Voice podcast, available now on your favorite podcast platform. Here's a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with the rest of the episode. Imagine never having to worry about your information systems ever again. Colorado Computer Support is the exclusive Veterans Voice technology partner meeting all of our computing needs. Colorado Computer Support is veteran-owned. They're your team for innovative, collaborative IT services and solutions to enhance and support your Colorado business. When you need IT services to keep your business going, make sure the Colorado Computer Support team is on your team. Call 719-355-2440 to learn more. That's 719-355-2440. The Wirenut Home Services. Every season brings a new strain on your home's systems. Veterans Voice partner, the Wirenut Home Services is the company you can count on to handle your heating, cooling, and electrical needs. They're family-owned, proud to employ honest, hardworking Coloradans. When you need plumbing, heating, cooling, or electrical help, that w- the Wirenut does that. Call 719-399-5021. That's 719-399-5021. Well, Phil... Thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for your service. 
you know, a special place in my heart for your, for your era and, and everything you've guys done. So do you have anything cl- closing you want to say? I just want to <clears throat> say I'm honored to be with Special Forces personnel. I mean, it, you're, you are definitely one of the elite forces, if not the most elite. I know on the Navy side we have somebody called SEALs, and they're pretty respected too. Yeah. I would just like to say we need more people like you to spread the word because there's a lot of us out there don't really understand what's available. There's a lot of people out there that want to help. Thank you for those words. It really means a lot coming from you in your era. Um, And again, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. You're listening to The Veteran's Voice, presented by USAA in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNet Home Services. Welcome back to Veterans Voice Podcast. I'm here today with John Swales, former Green Beret, and Chelsea Wallace, COO of Northwestern Mutual here in uh, Colorado Springs. And John also works for uh, Northwestern Mutual. This month, we're covering transition and employment. So we'll be highlighting some of the veteran-friendly businesses, companies here throughout Colorado Springs in the Front Range area. So thank you guys both for coming on today. Talk about Northwestern Mutual or Army Times. Just have some fun in here. Chelsea, how long have you been working at Northwestern Mutual? I've been at Northwestern Mutual for 15 years. What brought you to Northwestern Mutual? What 15 years ago, what did you... I was a recent uh, college grad. My father at the time was stationed in Japan as the Air of the Kitty Hawk. Uh, he had just received orders to finish his final tour in Colorado Springs, and I thought that would be a perfect place nice. to live upon graduation. And so I came here. My family ended up following about six months later. He finished his tour at NORAD Mountain. And um, soon after, I started my career at Northwestern Mutual, helping people make a career transition to being a financial advisor and working with college students to test drive our top 10 internship program and see if they would like to be an entrepreneur and financial advisor upon graduation. Great. So you have a connection to the military world. Yes, I'm a Navy brat. That's awesome. That's awesome. So see, you know, Northwestern Mutual as, as a whole is, especially down here with Kevin uh, being over there as a managing partner is is very veteran friendly. John, is, is that what attracted you to Northwestern Mutual? So so Kevin attracted me to Northwestern Mutual. Um, <laughs> He's a very attracting man. Yeah, I didn't, not attractive. Attracting. I, I never thought about a job in the financial industry like at all. Like my my background doesn't speak to it or anything. I met Kevin. Our kids play lacrosse together. Okay. And he just met me, we were talking, learned a little about each other, and just, you should come apply, you should come apply, you should come apply. Awesome. And just kept going. Uh, I mean, it didn't take them too long, like a month maybe, and then I came in. And the atmosphere there is really nice. Like, that's what it was. Like, And it was so, there's so many military there. Yeah. It's like, I think it's like, at more than 50%, I would say yeah. the advisors are military. So, like, going from the military and then to a civilian job. It's very comfortable. You felt, right, you felt comfortable. Yeah. I would like to say, you know, many people can make this transition into this career. They're usually looking for something for flexibility, independence, freedom. I would also say impact. And what I have found when you're transitioning specifically from the military, you're looking for something. How do I continue a career with impact? How do mm-hmm. I do something that's bigger than myself? How do I help people? How do I do something that has perhaps the same nobility? that you had found when you were serving our country. And so, correct. And so you can do that in this career. Mm -hmm. And so I think that 
is helpful. Not every person in their transition is like raising their hand saying, this is what I want to do. But these things that they're looking for, they can find parallels to. Um, I like to say that in the military, you can do difficult things for long periods of time with disturbing regularity. (laughs) And that's what it takes to do this career really well. That's great. And that's, you know, it's funny. I was talking with uh, one of the new guys, Eddie. He's a first sergeant, retired first sergeant of the Air Force. And he was saying his best way to describe it, it's like your best unit that you were in. That's awesome. Like that best platoon that you were in. He's like, that's what it felt like coming in. I think maybe talk a little bit about camaraderie. Like in the military, you have a lot of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and we do have that. So with Northwest, it's it's really weird. The job is, is totally different from any other job I've kind of seen out there. You are a business owner at Northwest Mutual, but like you are surrounded by a team that's helping you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming from the military, you know, I was at 10th group. Yeah. Uh, not a financial advisor, right? <laughs> so you come in and you're, you know, you're a little bit nervous, I guess. You mm-hmm. know, you're getting, sometimes you think you're in over your head, but because of new guy in a team room, team room. but because yeah. of like everybody around you, you do not have to feel like you're over your head. Like awesome. if someone says, I have a problem, like I need to do this estate planning and my estate's X amount of dollars. I'm like, I could absolutely help you out. Yeah. You know, and I, f- I have a guy there that does that and he's, and he's great at it. And like, let's, let's link you two up. That's the best part of Northwest Mutual is just having that team around you where you just have that confidence at all times. Yeah, but what, what, it, what would it look like for a veteran to come into your office day one and what's, what's the plan for them? I think let's back up. I think okay. the, what I would like to share is first is is helping you explore what do you want to do during that transition. Is this even the right fit? Mm-hmm. Um, is this what you're looking for? And so we go through this really great selection process called a mutual selection process where you get to learn about Northwestern Mutual okay. and we're learning about you. Are we going to be able to set you up for success? Okay. And then there's this onboarding period. Once you kind of raise your hand and you're like, yes, absolutely, this is what I want to do. We help you get ready for training. And so we're going to help you obtain licensing. We're going to help you um, with language, with um, really getting some of your tools on your tool belt mm-hmm. so that when you go to training, you, you're, you're there. You're drinking from a fire hose, of course, but 80% is going to be like a classroom and 20% you're actually going to be in the field beginning this business with your mentor. So you're starting from. You're gonna, we're going to we're going to help you launch this. Okay. Training is going to be about three weeks to initially begin, but it's ongoing. It's going to follow you your first year, two, three years in this business. There's tremendous amount of credentials that you can receive. Mm-hmm. Training, advanced training. But really, it's going to be having that mentorship and coaching that's going to follow you post-training. So it's kind of like being in the military, especially being a Green Beret. Like You never stop learning. You never stop. Like you're yeah. constantly learning new jobs, expounding on, on your job. And you have a whole support team behind you to help right. you train. I'm sure you have study class, study sessions. and, and Continuing education. Because everything changes, too. Yeah. So you have to stay on top of the changes. Yeah, like changes. Technology. Taxes changes. Yeah. Everything changes. So yeah. there's a continuing education piece to it. I didn't have Thanks. a skill bridge. Yeah. Um, or I didn't, if we had it, I didn't know about it. I didn't take advantage of it. And I talked to guys that are in a skill bridge all the time because I work with transitioning guys like mm-hmm. that's that's like who, who I work with they're you know they're they're in a uh, skill bridge and they're like yeah I'm not sure there's like five guys in here I'm not sure if I'm at the job so there's still that that like wishy-washiness to it when we bring somebody on to our skill bridge the intent we've already gone through everything the intent is that you're going to work at Northwestern Mutual okay. and that entire skill bridge time is to get you prepared to work at Northwestern Mutual that's so great. it is a build up to work well, I apologize I gotta take a quick moment here uh, take a quick break for our 
partners, Optum Colorado. Veterans Voice is produced in the Optum Podcast Studio. Optum Colorado and Mountain View Medical Group, part of Optum, offer 20 clinics throughout the Pikes Peak region. Their primary and specialty care doctors provide quality, patient-centered care backed by Optum's industry-leading health services and technology. Optum is dedicated to helping our community live healthier while keeping care affordable. Visit OptumCare.com slash Colorado to learn more and schedule your appointment today. Medicare Mentors. When it's time to consider your Medicare options, it's time to talk with Medicare Mentors. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark, is veteran-owned, a long-standing Mount Carmel Veteran Service Center partner, and the Veterans Voice podcast channel provider. More than that, they go above and beyond to make sure that when you need them, they're lending a helping hand. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark. Always above and beyond. Visit MedicareMentorsLLC.com for more information. So back here with John and Chelsea talking about, you know, you guys' onboarding, um, you know, making that that learning environment a little bit less stressful from coming out of the military. And that's that's great because getting out of the military is stressful. Finding a new job is stressful. There's nothing not stressful about getting out of the military. Every part of it is stressful. Right. So when you have someone like you guys that are coming in and trying to alleviate that a little bit, that's great. That's awesome. And for the skill bridge, you said, you know, if, if people don't take the job, at least they've learned something. And I... And I I'm going to screw this this number up, but I think it's something like uh, it's upwards of 70 to 80 percent of people that get out of the military do not stick with their first job. Yeah, Taylor, look that up. On it. But <laughs> <laughs> it shows like getting out and getting a new job is terrifying for a lot of people because they've just been they just left a career that they had a contract with. If you didn't go to work, you went to jail. <laughs> like, yeah. like, so, right. like, like, so now you're like, well, whatever I pick, I mean, this is this is it for the rest of my life. But it's okay if you okay. This isn't for you. Right. We understand that. So that's I, I appreciate that that aspect of what you guys are doing. Yeah, we we want to help veterans transition, and it might not be into this career, but we want to definitely give back. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is, most veterans transitioning out, I believe, can do anything that they want to do. Yeah. Their careers in the military, they did so many things from leadership to being an engineer, being a, it's so, it's so wide mm-hmm. and it's multifaceted, enco- correct, encompass, encompassing so much that a lot of careers are looking for specific traits. I need an engineer. I need somebody that um, has financial management experience. I mm-hmm. need somebody that's doing this. And what I, a lot of companies are, when they're going through resumes and meeting people, they're looking for who's at, you're out, you're out, you're out. You're yeah. not a fit, you're not a fit, you're not a fit. Um, in my 15 years, the way I like to bring people into this industry is how do I find more people that are in? Like, yeah. do you want to be part of our culture? How will do we you make help? you fit? Yeah, will you make us better? Will you bring an interesting perspective? Are you going to help a group of people we haven't served yet in our community? And so the reality is I believe most veterans that are transitioning out can do whatever they want to do. They need to just find the right culture fit. Mm-hmm. The companies, unfortunately, a lot of times really do not understand what veterans are able to do. So do you guys feel like veterans do perform better than, than your civilian side when it comes in? <laughs> it's work ethic. Yeah. Um, our job is, I feel like it's got to be 90% work ethic. Um, yeah. You just have to be a self-starter and a hard worker. Um, we have a lot of military, um, a lot of athletes in our office um that's i mean that just makes up a big chunk of our office Mm -hmm. i mean we have a lot of interns that switch over again but really hard workers like you saw them as interns one of our our youngest interns top 10 intern in the country he went out to grand junction um i mean this kid was there 
just as much as a full-time advisor's wow. going full-time school. And yeah. he's married. He's got to put in a wife, uh, roof over his wife's head. Like, really impressive kid. And um, it's, it's, it's really all work ethic. If you could work hard, you can make yourself some, something of yourself at Northwestern. Grit, That's awesome. persistency, yeah. overcoming adversity. I think our veterans are faced with that time and time again. From, from day one in the, day one in the military. Right, or even, I would say, the person that um, in, in a lot of environments, not just the military can be, you can find this in any probably organization, but 20% of the people doing 80% of the work, right? If yeah. you want to be part of, if you're the 20%, being in a career that you're paid for your performance and you're in charge of your growth, you're able to choose where you want to live and what you do and how you help people, you it can it. be a good fit, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Is there a is there an overall connection at Northwestern Mutual to the military, or is it just being here in this military town that maybe attract people there, or attract military to you, or, or attract, making military people attracted to Northwestern Mutual? I feel like that's our office is special. Yeah. <laughs> is because of where we are, uh-huh. and there's five military installations here. Mm-hmm. But I think across the country, there's a huge opportunity for veterans and this career opportunity. If you want to work hard and um, continue a career that's noble and giving back and helping people, but you also want the freedom and flexibility, it, this is a wonderful thing to look at. It's just mm-hmm. going to require you to to be persistent, have some grit, um, not quit when it gets hard right away. Yeah. But anybody can do it. My email is Chelsea, C-H-E-L-S-E-A dot Wallace, W-A-L-L-A-C-E at nm.com. I'd be happy to have a conversation if you're interested about this career in Colorado Springs, if you want to be connected to an advisor. Um, I'm also able to help you connect to Northwestern Mutual wherever this finds you. Mm-hmm. Reach out to us. We want to help people make a transition and do what, what their life's work is all about to continue another career with purpose. That's great. And that's that, yeah, go to your as a Skillbridge uh, advisors on on post uh coming here the transition employment again. A bunch of opportunities out there for you guys. Uh they're getting out of the military and even if you've already been out for a little while and you you're kind of lost, you don't know what you're doing. Coming to Mount Carmel, coming to Northwestern Mutual, see if it's if it's what you guys want to do. Uh John Chelsea, thank you guys so much for coming on the show today. Thank you guys so much for what you do for veterans here in Colorado Springs and across the country. John, thank you for your service. It was awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you for your service. You're listening you. to The Veteran's Voice, presented by USAA in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNet Home Services. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Veterans, do you want to improve your ability to get noticed by recruiters, find and apply for jobs, and gain career support? The business social media site LinkedIn is offering veterans a year of free access to LinkedIn Premium, a more than $300 value. Go to socialimpact.linkedin.com. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. VA sends a weekly email to over 13 million veterans that's jam-packed with amazing resources. Subscribe for free at va.gov slash vetresources. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Veterans, have you downloaded the VA Health and Benefits mobile app? It makes it easy to manage your health care and benefits. In a newer feature, the app lets you review your VA prescriptions. Download the app on your iPhone or the Google App Store or wherever you get your mobile apps. 
That's the VA Health and Benefits mobile app. You've been listening to The Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center and originates from the Optum Podcast Studio located on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The podcast channel is provided by Medicare Mentors. Computing Power is provided by Technology Partner Colorado Computer Support. Additional funding is provided by Supporting Partner The Wire Nut Home Services. Veterans Voice airs on flagship station KRDO News Radio Sundays at 7.30 a.m. The podcast publishes Saturday at 8 a.m. and is available on all your favorite podcast apps.